0: It's week 35, big guy. Let's get let's get to it. Mr. Cleavon, week 35. When that, that number 35 is coming to your mind, who, who's one of the players you think of in any sports? Like one of the players I think of is Phil Necro. Do you, do you know Phil Necro? I do know the knuckleballer. Remember, he tried to draw,
1: pull the, <laughs>
0: the the ivory pad out of his back pocket and throw it at the end of the. Uh, yeah,
1: he, he tried. He tried to fling it out like, like <laughs> no one would see it fly out of his pocket. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> well, I tell you
0: what, times have changed, right? He, he he probably did that a thousand times on minor league baseball fields with nobody ever noticed what happened, but he was in, in the kingdom with. Uh, Three hundred cameras watching them. Really, that was kind of funny. Um, Paul Silas, number thirty-five. How about good old Ricky Henderson when he played for the Mariners,
1: number thirty-five? Oh, I loved it, man. And loved it when he first started out of his career, when he was thirty-five originally. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's an iconic number. That's an iconic player for that number.
0: And then, uh, and then uh, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas on his uh, on his comeback trail. You know, you can see him working out nowadays. He, he does an awful – he's a pretty big, big dude now to, to be working out as often as we see him in the gym, you know what I mean?
1: De- definitely the big curve, uh, with those, uh you know, very big arms wearing the uh, date 35 for the White Sox. That that, that sticks out as well.
0: Uh, any 35s, any omissions?
1: Well, you know, being here for the 206 camp, born and raised and still residing uh, in Seattle, Washington, I think the most glaring omission from this list would have to be uh full-time scoring champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP, and NBA regular season MVP, uh, Slim Reaper, also known as Kevin Durant.
0: Oh, Kevin Durant. Ah, oh, you're right. Maybe he should have been added to the number who wore best, huh? 'Cause he's currently doing the best in the NBA. That's for sure.
1: I mean, kinda. Of, uh, I mean, that, that's kind of the way I would be. Be advocating towards at this point. Um.
0: So good call on you. We see that you uh, you are keeping a list of keeping your arm my i skipped, huh? Trying to tighten me up. But what about number two? Somebody that first thing comes to my mind is outside of Gary Payton with Mr. Moses Malone. How would you know anybody else that wore number two and did it well?
1: Uh, I think as far as the two concerns, you you can look no further than the captain, uh the king of New York, aka Frank White, AKA David Keeter with the five World Series rings held NYC down like no other uh, professional athlete uh, in the modern era has held New York down, um, you know, beloved, prodigal son. Hmm. Okay. So this past weekend,
0: man, we had uh, some big things happen, some career-changing situations that uh, happened to a lot of young men across the, across the country. Some of these young men are going to end, end up at, uh, in Renton playing for your beloved Seattle Seahawks. What do you think about the draft and how the draft progressed?
1: You yeah. know, it was uh, a typical Seahawks draft. Um, perhaps a what, letting player
0: let, good players out,
1: walk right by them? Ooh. That that, that that hurt a little bit. That, that, that was a little bit of a shiv. I get that. I get that. Yes. Part of that, yes, did happen. Um, as you well know or may not well know, um, the philosophy, the philosophy of John Snyder and Pete Taylor is to try and trade back and do as many picks as you can and kind of leverage your position for more players. Um, leverage your position. It, work- huh? it works out sometimes. Um like you aforementioned, a lot of times I feel like they cast on talented players in order to get more players that are very good as opposed to really good and great, potentially. Uh, I don't think that this draft was any different. Um, I can look to a few players and kind of really scratch my head as to why they're not Seahawks. And then the player that they ended up with the first pick they took in the first round uh is some player from TCU that I had never heard of, um, considering there were nine other defensive tacklers to go before him, um, that were I won't say household names, but certainly players that um you still can make a significant impact and to not get any of them um and trade down for some player I never heard of was a little discouraging. However, I do think that with the other picks in the draft, uh, most notably the ability to get DK Metcalf at the oh, end of the on, second round, oh come on, combine the combine workout freak that you know simply just runs a 43, 63, 428, 28 panels, the uh, body fat, uh, jumps out, you know 42 inch vertical, uh, to be able to get that kind of talent that was projected at the top ten talent from the combine to give it a in the second round was phenomenal. Um, Big. Phenomenal! He, he, called, he called
0: the pick of DJ McIntyre. Phenomenal. That's what you call that? Phenomenal.
1: With the second, with okay. the last pick in the second round. Now, have, okay. have that been the twenty-fourth pick? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite so sure. But it's phenomenal at the end of the phenomenal. second round. Phenomenal. Even if he's limited, even if he's limited in his route running, even if he has a free trial <laughs> oh, even if he's he limited in some of the, in some of the things that he can do, the mere fact of having that type of talent. At that position in the draft, yeah. I no, don't no. They, they think they may have signed an heir appearance at Cam Chancellor and a safety out of Utah player. Um, we'll see how that all works out. Um, got a, uh, another uh, receiver out of West Virginia. Um,
0: oh, why? Because just in case DK Metcalf doesn't work out, you got another receiver?
1: Well, perhaps <laughs> you haven't heard. Perhaps you haven't heard. And there was a little bit of uncertainty with regards to the hoods and the status of Doug Baldwin going forward. So, to have as many people in the field, in the mix, uh, compete, as Chris Blair would say, um, is definitely a plus and a benefit. So, uh, I think that they were able to kind of, you know, at least at the very least, show up some competition. I'm not sure how many bonafide starters they got out of the draft and then the starters potentially for the future they got, which is kind of how you measure um, how successful a draft was. Oh, uh, oh, oh, how do you measure how successful a draft
0: is?
1: By how many starters you have and how many potential star players that you turn out. Now, hmm. I, unlike yourself, hmm. that's not something that you can measure uh, in, in a year or two. It, it takes some time. So you know there there is a maturation process to it, like like a three so like a three not, year unless, like a let's, three let's year not could existed yeah there's a maturation process to determine whether you draft was, you know a true success or failure um mm. on paper I'm not you know I would give him a, a b a b a b or a b minus on it. I think there's some players that could turn out um I would have liked to have gotten a more marked ski class. Consider that that's what the challenge was, you know, flight with. Then talking about the other hopefully please you know. Okay. Well.
0: Um, we're going to talk about one of your guys here in, in later, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna save my my comment for for later. I just want you to re- to have that same energy when we're talking about. Uh, Bust when you say phenomenal draft picks. That's that's what I want you to have that same energy, because um, there was one good pick out of, the, out of the four guys I have listed. As for the Miami Dolphins, we get a game-changing defensive tackle. However, defensive tackles aren't usually game changers until they're after, past thirty. So, where this guy may be an athletic freak, a tough guy in the middle. Um, it's going to take some years to develop. That's my fear for him. The Dolphins, we went uh, for offensive, the offensive line with the Wisconsin uh, tackle that could be placed at guard, and then we went back to Wisconsin to get a, a linebacker. Um, kind of small, 6'4", 235, but Van Grinkle is the coach's son and he's a phenomenal, heady, smart type of football player that we're going to get the most out of. And we stayed up in the Big Ten. I love it because we're getting another tackle, Isaiah Prince out of Ohio State, 6'6", 305. We need big guys. Our line needs to get better Uh, for our young quarterback that we just acquired who's going to be um, challenging for the AFC Championship sooner than most people think, and including yourself. I'm already sure of that. And then we get, we got, we went to the northwest. Our scouting, our scouting um, spans the uh, country wide. We went to the northwest and got one of the most productive running backs out of, uh, you know, history. Is. The only question is, can that translate? Can his four six translate to the NFL?
1: Well, hey, don't 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 don't, uh, don't shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange yourself, Cam. You you, you went deep into the pack twelve. Okay, you went out and, and sent a second round pick for a quarterback that can come in and compete with Ryan Fitzpatrick for the starting job. I mean, will see how that whole no, no, thing no, no, you know shakes shakes out out at the end of the day. And then on top of that, you went out in the seventh round. You went out. You went back back to, you went out excuse quarterback. me, quarterback. Excuse me. You went out. You went Ryan out the seventh round went out to the seventh round and got the most productive running back in the history of the pack the pack the most yards in the history of Washington football. Such yeah, players that. as Napoleon Kaufman and Greg Lewis and you know Bean O'Brien and some you know really you know notable names. Um again, perhaps the slow 30 time kind of you know was a deterrent. Um we little people think he's a little light in the ass. It's unfortunate. But all he does is, is is get the job done. Uh perhaps the most productive runner uh, no one's ever heard of. So don't be at all surprised with uh that stable of running backs that you currently have down there. If Miles Gasson isn't your starter at the beginning of the season. He just does everything. Uh, uh, start of, his, his he gives it his all all the time.
0: He, uh, and, uh, four or five and not uh, going
1: to, get to a starter. Position. Excuse me? Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, like I said, you can write this down. May second. Um, don't be surprised if Miles Gaskin is the starting tailback for the Miami Dolphins week one. Are you, are you
0: familiar with a kid by the name of Kenyon Drake? Yeah. Have you heard of
1: oh yeah. Huh? Yeah, I'm well familiar. I'm well familiar with this player. Just want to know when you when you start trying to when you start trying to manage my team down here. I just wanted to know if you heard of Oh him. no 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 no, no. I I've, I've seen Senior play many times. Many um, times.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, okay. there's, there's highlights of this kid. Okay. I mean they've made songs about this boy in, in his rookie season,
1: okay? I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. His cousins, his cousins are a great are great rappers. That's cool. But again, like I was saying, you know, hopefully we'll see if uh if Wilson can help, you know, can win that starting job over, over Fitzpatrick. It's be about him
0: if he can win the starting job. He's coming down. He's going to be the starter. What are you talking about?
1: I, I don't. I, don't I haven't heard any. I haven't heard any announcements from Coach Flurry's, uh saying who the starter's going to be. Are you kidding you know me? I, mean,
0: going,
1: going oh, I didn't even notice this. I
0: was just looking. Are you kidding me? It's how busy I've been. The Patriots got Damian Harris out of Alabama. What oh my mean? word.
1: Oh my word. How is that
0: How does the whole league how does the whole league pass up on Harry out of Arizona State and Harris and he get both
1: of them. The Nikhil Harry was very painful. Um to be quite honest with you, perhaps I may have been more inclined to to take him over uh, Mr. Metcalf, but the fact that he was gone at the end of the first round is is, is very telling. Oh,
0: man,
1: I I just thinking I
0: didn't know where, I didn't hear where this kid went, but he runs a four five two though. <clears throat> but he, how did the Patriots get this kid? Oh my goodness!
1: Gracious, that's reloaded, man. That I it? guess that go. I guess that golden ticket's gonna be renewed. <laughs> that's, that's reloaded, man. See, ah, The whiz. golden ticket to the playoffs, which is uh, the AFC East champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, just gonna man. get renewed. All right, man. Let's. Oh my, just.
0: I, I'm not so long. I'm not so. We need another linebacker. Just getting out and put up with this kid. Um, so we now we now we know uh, as you mentioned, jo- Josh Rosen has been traded from Arizona Cardinals to Miami Dolphins for the second round pick, and Murray has been given the keys apparently to the automobile down there in Arizona, so he can burn up the highways and do his thing. So while Murray is proclaimed the starter in Arizona, and Rosen is a top ten draft pick that uh, that the Dolphins got for a, a second round draft pick, I mean out of, out of the years and years and years of ridiculous pettiness and dumbness they've done in the in the draft, that was a Absolutely fantastic move. It was a kind of a no-brainer, but to get it done, they got it done. Do you give the Dolphins credit for getting that deal, for getting them a
1: potential starting quarterback for a second-round pick? I definitely give the Dolphins credit for pulling the trigger on that deal. Um, Again, I'm not 100% sold on Josh Rosen, so I I hit the best for him. Um, I definitely think this is a better situation than he had in Arizona. There was a lot of dysfunction. Um, he was basically put into a no win scenario. Um, a coach that was a defensive nine and coach who It didn't give him a whole lot of leeway on the offense. And then he was just kind of thrown into the fire on a very, very bad team that had been running game and, a, um, an aging, uh, one receiving core. So, um, Definitely was not put him in the best position to succeed. Uh, it's a fresh start out there in the 305. Um, let, let, let's see if he can make the most out of it. I'm not quite sure what the most is. Not quite sure what his ceiling is. Um, I, I, I don't put him in that upper stratosphere with the other great young quarterbacks. Um, hopefully he can come out um, kind of Mariota, to James winston next. Wow, wasn't to you
0: um, okay and we'll have to we'll have to take that and ride with that um, My next question is for you is for you in regard to the draft who are who are some of the better fits, not the best players in the draft, but the better fits? the players that were drafted to the maybe the best situation for them and their individual talents. Um An example would be Pittsburgh getting uh, Devin Bush out of Michigan. They needed that sideline, uh, sideline linebacker since they haven't had, well, they expected this year to be. Um, he went down with a fortune injury, just hasn't been able to get back on the field, uh, but Devin Bush, Bush will fill that hole. And um, the Redskins, obviously needed the quarterback after their quarterback went down with the injury. Now they have one of the exciting young quarterbacks to lead their way. um, That apparently a lot of people are high on. I'm not so
1: particular, but apparently a lot of people are high on. Who who was the better fit, do you think? I think one of the better fits uh, was a guy that originally on one of the earlier mock drafts, had fallen to the Seahawks and I just started salivating all over myself. Um Ed Oliver was number nine going to Buffalo, I think is a great fit. I think he can fit right in there and wreak havoc um with it being a a defensive tackle heavy draft. Um great pick for them. And I think also at forty six uh, Montez Sweat going to the Redskins, um, I, I think that he will be able to unleash uh, all his talents and make the rest of those teams uh, a some impact. Hmm. Okay, that, that's a that's a good call there. Let's um, take a break
0: here, too, long Hello, fans. Cameron here. I want to talk to you guys about the LA News Observer and their group of newspapers that cover the Southern California market. They have papers in Bakersfield, Los Angeles, and the Valley, San Fernando, and San Gabriel. This paper is filled with talented writers, content that covers everything from sports to politics to current events. The website is www.ognsc.com. That's the LA News Observer. You can find it at www.ognsc.com. All right, Mr. Cleveland. Yes, sir. Segment 2, we got Let's talk about the, the NBA playoffs. What's this playoffs looking like to you? And talk, talk about some of the series, uh, bigger series that have catch your eye. I mean, we've had some really good ones. So
1: um, what has caught your eye the most? So? Oh, boy, I love it when the uh, playoffs grind into the uh, second round. You get to see who has those uh, real championship lungs, who's, uh, you know, pretenders and who uh, really means what they say and say what they mean. So I think for me, um with Denver being able to eliminate um you know an arch nemesis in the San Antonio Spurs in seven games, kind of hauled them off. No one really thought that they were able to do that, it was included. Um so then going forward against Portland, who was able to exercise some demons um uh, from last year and their playoff debacle against the the uh over there. over Well excuse me, the Pelicans, and the way that Dame responded with a, a fifty point game and a, a game winning, you know, shot to kind of get them in the second round definitely gave them some momentum. Um, so both teams are in very unsharred waters. Um, in my opinion, only one of the teams having a real bona fide superstar and that being Portland and Dame Dollar. Obviously Jokic is coming into his own and the way he was able to carry Denver into that next round, um, you know, definitely shows his potential, but I still think it's important series to lose, so uh, I'm definitely keeping an eye on that one and to see what the uh, ultimate results are. In, in, the, in the addition, I am liking this Giannis versus Kyrie matchup. Uh, Kyrie already showing that he's one of those two that you have to deal with. Um, that's my man Mark Jones said, "quote unquote," got Kyrie Jones in a real thing. Kyrie Irving is a real thing and couldn't agree with him more that when it comes down to the playoffs, this is where Kyrie, you know, earns his cash, you know, makes his fame. So it's time to get down. Then against Giannis is a great matchup. I can't wait to see who comes out on top.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's probably the most uh, impressive or interesting series going on right now um, because of Curry and what he is and then the – or, excuse me, Kyrie, the new, the old, and then the new, and Giannis. So that's a that's a pretty good call there. Um, the NBA, though, the the Raptors and the Seventy Sixers. We're looking forward to seeing how this worked out. Uh, Kawhi came out and killed him in the first game. The Sixers have been on the better team the last two games.
1: What do you think about them over the Raptors, and are we looking at the same old Raptors. I am slightly surprised the way uh, Philadelphia responded uh, during that game two and then uh, keeping things going in game three at home. Um, Seems like they're looking uh, to buy the Harris into the offense a little bit more. Uh, Jimmy Butler stepping up and being a little bit more inclusive on the offensive and defensive side. Um, again, Toronto's weakness is the number two down, which is kind of a to just get all, you know, electric in the playoffs. and Obviously, you can forget that, you know, his teammates need him. I mean, Kai, you know, Hawaii can't do everything. Uh, it came out some guy named Siakam to belly out it. That's fascinating to get much for Siakam. Uh, you know, Siakam is a, you know, a great role player. Um, he's a great third option, but if you need to be recipient, he's the fifth time. So, I don't know if they can't slay a little bit more help, other I than just, you know, Kawhi taking all the tough shots and trying to roll his team to victory. It could be a little bit of a, of a tough series for him. So, you know, Embiid has been able to kind of uh, you know, mitigate his injuries, so to speak. Uh, ben Simmons has been able to shoot him a bit better. And like I said, Jimmy Boutman's advice and are carrying the offensive side. Don't forget about J.J. Redick. He kind of runs around the, you know, the perimeter. And, um, you know, they're, they're kind of looking like right the we thought they potentially could be. I mean, if they pass for the Raptors, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, uh, one more game puts a lot of pressure on the Raptors to see if Kawhi and Kyle Lowry can get it together. I'm just going to get Kyle because Kawhi's been playing his belt off. But it's still a game. Yeah, Yeah, well, um,
0: I do think uh, when it comes down to it, Giannis is going to be um, as great as he is, he's going to be a little undermatched. Uh, that's what I expect for the Bucks, so I think this might uh, this might be their last breath here uh, because Kyrie is that guy, as you like to say, in, in basketball, and that you need that as well as having the team that they do have. So they kind of uh, have a luxury of having both of necessities required to win, and it's a matter of them putting together. Oh, and they do have a, one of the best young coaches out there, so we'll see how the, how those things shake out. Um, the physicality in Portland in, in the Nuggets, will will that uh, continue? Will that carry through? Or is that we won't see much more of a problem, as we have seen with uh, Golden State and Houston apparently
1: cleaning up their issues? Uh, no, I think we're going to continue to see that. I think that is kind of the identity of both of those teams. Um, I think that they both feel a little disrespected with regards to how the rest of the league season, um, and for good reason. Nuggets are are very new to this whole experience, Um, this playoff exposure, and, um, you know, kudos to them for handling it in the first round as as well as they did. Um, You know, we still have a lot of questions that need to be answered in Portland. Um, They did exercise some demons taking out OKC uh, and, you know, Westbrook and PG-13. But, uh, you know, I expect that series to continue to be physical because I – Expect for those two to still be looking to establish their own identity, which I don't think that either one of them really knows who they are just yet. And so, um, with that comes a lot of frustration from things that don't go your way. And, um, I think that we'll see them, um, kind of act out and respond accordingly. So I can, I see that the series continuing to be as physical as it has been to this point. Okay. Um,
0: And I guess the Warriors and Rockets, we didn't talk much much about them. Uh, What are your thoughts on the eye injury or the officiating, which is having a bigger impact?
1: Um, I really think that the officiating has had a bigger impact than probably the eye injury would be. You know, as we all know, you know, professional teams have, you know, the best doctors in the world, and whatever's wrong with you, if they can't fix it in 48 hours, it's really, really bad. Especially, especially in basketball. So let's just be honest. I'm pretty sure that the super powered eye drops and the, you know, the, the masks or whatever he's got to do to get better. I'm I'm sure that his eyes sight will be vastly improved by game three. Um, the officiating, on the other hand, um, has been a much bigger deal um, on both sides. Um, you know, as we kind of evolved into kind of the. NBA's version of soccer, uh, you know, a lot of players are calling for calls that aren't there and, you know, over-dramatizing things that don't really happen or are not that significant in impacting a shot. uh, You know, in some ways it's disappointing being, you know, a kid of the, you know, 80s and early 90s and watching playoff basketball and, you know, the the refs would uh you know, you look at the you know the playoffs when you each look at the refs for a call. The Refs are looking back at you like, I'm not here to, you know, be like you, you, you have to go out here and get it yourself, man. I'm here to make sure nobody gets hurt. You you earn it on your own on the court. You're not I'm not bailing you out. So you guys constantly looking for that and both sides being so, you know, demonstrative about how they feel about the associating. It's definitely had an impact on how they're calling it. They can say it, it hasn't, but it has. Hopefully, it's not the end-all, be-all, and there's so much talent on the court with those two teams that ultimately that should be the prevailing factor when who wins and loses the series. You would hate to have it go down to just, you know, 35 free throws for the Rockets. There's a 31 for the you know the Warriors. And you just have a free throw shooting contest. So hopefully this will come to that. And the players are able to kind of do what they do and kind of dictate the game. But I would say the officiating has been a bigger issue than James Hurts eyesight going forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I think players adjust. And, you know, after the first quarter, you know, unless you've done something egregious, you know, a lot of refs uh, get kind of a bad looking and bad wrap in that respect there. Um, Cleveland, let's take a break, too.
1: you want to talk to the people about euphoria the brand and uh your spring spring launch would love to talk about euphoria the brand my brand Euphoria the brand offers sophisticated styles without compromising individual expression in addition euphoria has also launched a female line called wheat which caters to women who have an independent spirit like to color outside the lines. In the uh, next couple of months, we're going to come out with a few other uh, additions to the euphoria and the line that definitely accentuate the expression and the individuality of the individual. At the same time, bring unity at a time when things are a little bit out of hand.
0: Okay, let's bring it back, Mr. Cleavon. You
1: got a quote for us this week? I do. This quote being from the great paper says, the only players I heard with my words are the ones who have an inflated opinion of their ability. Repeat that one more time. The only players... I hurt with my words by the ones that have an inflated opinion of their ability. Uh, who said that? The great phil' Parsons. Okay. How I interpret that is if I'm hurting your feelings by talking about you, you are not who you think you are. <laughs> that's that's, one, that's one, one way of looking at it. Yeah,
0: that's one way of looking at it. Um, good quote thank you sir what potential busts have you seen from this week uh, You were given, or the draft last week
1: I should say well I think the first and foremost we have to look at Daniel Jones uh, number six going to the New York Giants as the heir appearance, to Eli Manning really I think that was a little bit in reach uh, on their part Um, I see Noah Fant, the tight end from Iowa, going to the Blancos. Um, I think ordinarily that would be a good fit for a player of his caliber, but I think Denver has a few too many other holes to fill, so I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out. Um, I thought that the Raiders picking Cleveland Fair at number four um with Josh Allen still on the board um with a little bit of a stretch so I think that he will always be kind of compared to, to what Josh Allen does in Jacksonville. So I think that might be a little bit of a uh, pressure on him. Other than that, the first round looked pretty legitimate to me. Okay. Of course, of course, not not notwithstanding. Obviously, as as I've been on record as saying, I don't think Kyle or Murray was worth the number one pick in the draft. I don't think that he'll have a very long productive career. So, that I mean, outside of that, I mean.
0: outside of outside of Kyle Murray, not having a long productive
1: career, you're good. Correct. I mean, that, that, as far as being a draft bust, I think that we'll, we'll probably turn the page in a few years and say, yeah, that probably wasn't too wise to trade the quarterback that you just drafted number 10 a year before for someone who's five is ten, two hundred five five pounds.
0: Is a second-round draft pick considered a bust? Can you be a second-round draft pick and be considered a bust?
1: I mean, that's an interesting question. It's an interesting question because typically what you're looking at in the second round is players that you thought were first round talent that you feel forced with that fell team. So when you're assessing them, you assess them slightly differently than you would in a first round pick. You kind of feel like you're getting first round value for second round money. Um, as I'm looking through the second round, I don't really see any players that kind of fall into that category. What if I well,
0: your wide receiver number—I number, don't know what number you're giving this cat—but your wide receiver was going to be absolute bust with a capital B U S T. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. The receiver is, in see this, this,
1: this, this is yeah. where
0: this is where um, analytics are so wrong. Focus, oh, he has a great, great forty time. Oh, look at him—he bench presses uh, six hundred pounds. Oh, look at him—he has two percent body fat. Okay, well, that, those are fantastic numbers. Good job. You, put, you focus on your health. But are you a, 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 a bodybuilder or are you a football player? That's what I need to know. Are you a football player? Because if you're a football player, you can be able to get in and out of your cuts. If you're a football player, you'll be able to get open. You'll be able to put a move on a uh, as a receiver. You'll be able to run more than three routes. You'll be able to get open when we need you to get open. And that's what I don't know if this kid can do. Example of this: Tom Brady had a better cone drill than the, the, your wide receiver. A quarterback had a better cor- cone drill than a wide receiver. We're not talking about Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. We're talking about Tom Brady, and you know what that tape looks like. Had a better cone drill than your wide receiver, and you want to say that's a phenomenal pick? We can we can we can couch this one and, and write this down and put the, put this on the wall, because that number, uh, your second-round pick, I know it's difficult to be a second-round pick, but your second-round pick, uh, excuse me, I know it's difficult to be a second-round pick and a bust, but this guy will be exactly that. Um, that's, the, that's number one. Another bust in the league, somebody I think that, and it's hard to say bust, but is in the best situation. Um, that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking. Where well, I mentioned Bush is being put in, a, in a, and put in a great situation. I might have another player. Well, tell me what you think of quickly
1: about uh, what I just mentioned. You are you referring to Bush going in the first round of
0: the Steelers? No, I uh, know about your uh, Seattle Seahawks have drafted a bust in the second round.
1: So, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, Cam, I am a little bit concerned that he, he fell to the second round, given what he was able to accomplish at the combine. And it, initially, you just have to think, okay, well, they know something that he, you just don't know, because otherwise you, you're wondering how this could possibly happen. You go back you look at his tape. It's not. It's not super duper impressive. As a matter of fact, I believe that his uh, receiving, I believe his receiving counterpart, got take before him. So uh, AJ Brown went to the uh, Titans before uh, they even got to DK Metcalf yeah. again. The guy runs three routes, and if you just want, I guess, I guess, I guess, for, I guess for my money, w- what I would say is, you know. I know it's not an apples-to-apples comparison, but I'm okay if Shaq, you know, Shaquille Neil the best three-point shooter on my team. You
0: know what I'm saying? If he just
1: does that one thing really, really well, but he does it really, really well, then I'm okay with that. I, you know, I just I, so so that, that he had the entire repertoire. So you but, think
0: these guys going to be ready to re- re-
1: is that what you're telling
0: me? You you think you got Randy Moss? <laughs>
1: I, I did not say that I think we. Had, I did not say that I think that we had Randy Moss. What I was trying to say is that I think that we can accentuate his skill set, and maybe he doesn't do a whole lot of things really well, but mm-hmm. the things that he does do really well, we're going to emphasize those and make sure that he gets the most out of those things. What, what did he do well? which, which a sets the Seahawks? Well, he's six three, two twenty eight. he runs a 4 yeah. so So do, yeah. I, do, I do I have to sell it out for you? Or, I mean, or, or saying, what are you asking? So, so it, it just sounds like you're
0: expecting the next Randy Moss. Wow, that's what I'm hearing from you. You expect him to go deep and catch everything that's uh, um, overthrown to him. You expect him to run up under for some touchdowns. It sounds like you're looking at tw- uh, 18 to 21 touchdowns out of – out of your rookies. That's what it sounds like. Oh, oh, boy. Come on. Come on. Slow down, Cam. <laughs> this lemon. is what I'm hearing from you. You're,
1: you're, well, I, you said phenomenal draft pick. You said. It you was a phenomenal draft, draft, draft pick to pick a, you, someone that physically gifted and talented at this end of the second round. That almost never happens. Well, maybe. Okay. you're You're, you're
0: right. I'm in a we're, – we're pinning this one with the phenomenal draft pick by
1: the Hawks. And did you say Pro Bowl? Did I hear you say Pro Bowl or Super Bowl? Which one did you say? He, he, he's not here to say Pro Bowl or Super Bowl. I said 11 touchdowns. It's the over-under. Uh, 11 touchdowns. So you just cut the total I gave you in half. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I said I said the greatest the uh, single-season reception – Touchdown
0: reception
1: record
0: in half, yeah, cut it in half. Okay. So, yeah, that was uh, that was one of the guys I thought was going to be um, a, a bust in the, in, in the NBA or in the NFL, excuse me, guys. Um, something else I'm looking at here is who are your top
1: potential steals in the draft. I think for me that the, the number one steal is, again, we'll go back to your second round, um, Cleveland adding Greedy Williams. I thought he was a first-round pick for sure, and to see him fall all the way to the second round, and then another LSU guy fall to Cleveland, and again, is pretty um, pretty surprising. So I, I, did, I definitely thought that there was some, some value with that pick
0: yeah that was they were fortunate um how that how that broke down um we're seeing teams like uh, the redskins uh, being GUSA east and now we see uh, Cleveland Browns trying to be l s u north um it's kind yeah. of interesting to see how these teams are kind of gravitate to that certain pro- player you know, good synopsis out of you. Good programs for sure. Um so the quote um the quote or the poll I have this week, Cleveland. I don't know if you want to respond now or now or later, but will how many Pro Bowls excuse me, who will earn more Pro Bowls? Josh Murray um uh, Ke- Kyler Murray or Josh Rosen?
1: Oh boy, Cam, in my estimation that will be a push. It and will be like- zero it will be zero to zero. Neither one of them will earn a Pro Bowl uh, nod in their career. Well, the 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 Pro Bowl
0: is early. I don't know that the Pro Bowl would be early for.
1: Let me let me let me rephrase that. I don't think either one of them will make the Pro Bowl in their NFL career. Wow. Either
0: one of them makes a Pro Bowl in their NFL career. Whew, that's something that needs to go on the wall. That'll be interesting. So we'll see what the fans have to say. I'll put that poll out probably in the morning. Make sure you uh, get a chance to subscribe to it. Also, I want to thank you guys for having a fantastic week. I thank you guys for tuning in another late um, on, on our late edition of the show or our late episode. Cleveland, thank you all, as always, for your time and your efforts tonight. Uh look forward to working with you soon and thank you guys for making our voice your choice. Cleveland, enjoy the weekend, big guy. My pleasure, bro.
1: I'll talk to soon. Bye. Hey man, thanks for making our voice your choice. You know how we do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I love you.